a desert planet with twin suns. They call themselves the Bad Batch. We do what we do. What else you got? Give me more! Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. And it's time for another Bad Batch review and breakdown. Let's not waste any time and head straight into I've Spoken. I have spoken. So today we're going to be going into Bad Batch episode 14, which is called War Mantle. And as usual, we're going to be starting with our non-spoiler review followed by a full spoiler uh, breakdown followed by a full spoiler review and then some theories. Um, so if you haven't uh, watched the episode yet, I would suggest just listening to the non-spoiler part, uh, going out and then coming back and listening to the rest once you've actually uh, watched the episode because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So um, first off, we have our non-spoiler review which is, oh my gosh, this episode was absolutely phenomenal. After coming off such a letdown last week, this episode was exactly what we needed. Lots of action, lots of plot progression, and some phenomenal cameos. This show is going to end with a bang, and I honestly can't wait to see how it will all play out. That's all I have to say. Um, it's really, really good. I'm super, super excited, and I'm super happy with uh, the way that the show is going right now. Um... And yeah, the rest of this episode will have spoilers. So spoiler, 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 warning, spoiler, warning, spoiler, warning, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay, it's your own fault if you haven't clicked out by now. Okay, so as far as my breakdowns go, moving forward, and y'all can let me know whether or not you want me to stick to what I used to do, which was essentially go through the episode plot point by plot point and go th- and just go through the entire thing, or what I'm about to do, and kind of what I did last week, which is essentially break down the most important things rather than uh, have a summary. So y'all can let me know which one you prefer. I'm thinking that I'm going to start doing this uh, for all of the shows from now on, just because it's a little less time consuming, and I don't feel like uh, it's super productive to just go through everything in the episode because you've already seen it. So I might as well just. Uh, point out things that I think are of note. So, first of all, the title, War Mantle. So, if you remember earlier in the season, uh, this was named, or this was listed, not listed, this was mentioned as the project uh, that would transition uh, the Imperial Army from clone troopers to stormtroopers. Uh, and this is something that I didn't point out, but I've since uh, learned from other Star Wars uh, uh, content creators that War Mantle was actually listed off in a long list of Imperial projects that Jin Erso reads off in Rogue One when she's trying to find the Death Star plans. So War Mantle is one of those things. Um, And so War Mantle was headed up by Admiral Rampart and pioneered by Crosshair's squad of conscripted soldiers. And in this episode, we see clone commandos training uh, new recruits on Daro in a secret Imperial facility. Now, commandos were elite clone troopers who had, in Legends, been genetically modified to be even more effective in combat. Now, there's not too much uh, canon explanation for Commandos. It seems like they're more just, like, extremely proficient clones rather than genetically altered clones because they're still referred to as regs in this rather than, like, enhanced clones, kind of like the Bad Batch. So I'm not entirely sure what the canon explanation for Commandos is. If that's the case, I don't know what makes them different from um, 
ARC troopers in that case, whereas maybe, like, clone commanders were kind of trained up separately from their uh, conception, whereas ARC troopers were selected from the ranks of the Grand Army of the Republic themselves. I don't really know, but that's the distinction that I wanted to make. And it would make sense that commandos are the ones that are training the new recruits because they were seen as the best of the best of the clone army. And uh, another cool thing is that the early Stormtrooper armor looks a lot like uh, the Ralph McQuarrie concept art for Stormtroopers uh, from A New Hope originally. So that's just a kind of a cool like thing that the prototypes kind of look like what Stormtroopers were originally going to look like. And it also kind of looks a little bit like uh, the cadet um, armor from Star Wars Rebels. So cool things there. Uh, next point is Gregor. So for those of you who forgot somehow... Uh, Gregor was introduced in The Clone Wars Season 5, Episode 12, called Missing in Action, which is the episode, uh, which is a part of the episode arc uh, that has the droid uh, squad with R2-D2, uh, QTKT, C4, and Colonel Mieber Gascon. Um, and so Gregor was a clone commando captain uh, who had amnesia after traumas following the Battle of Sarish. And he was left behind on the planet Abafar after buying time for D-Squad and Colonel Gascon to escape from Separatist forces. Uh, but we know that he survived past that point and eventually joined forces with Captain Rex and Commander Wolf uh, during, uh, before the events of Star Wars Rebels. So we find them uh, uh, living together in a, uh, an old ATTE. Um, and it's unclear how Gregor uh, escaped from Abafar and rejoined Republic ranks, but he was one of the Republic commandos tasked with training recruits, uh, the, the Stormtrooper recruits, but he ultimately defected and fled, which is where we find him in this episode. And I really hope that we get some answers for how Gregor escaped. They might leave it a little bit ambiguous, but I think that that would be really cool to see. Um, and I also really want to see more of these commandos. Like, they're so cool to me. And I really wouldn't mind having a whole show about them, but I think that that might be a little derivative, seeing as we already have a bad, bad show. Conversation for another time. Anyways, let's move on to my next point, which is Delta Squad. Now, Delta Squad was a squad of commandos that were the center of a video game known as Republic Commando, which I've talked a little bit about in this podcast before. So there were four members of the team, the first being Boss, who had orange decals on his armor, and he was the leader of the team. The next one is Fixer with green decals on his armor. He was the second in command and was uh, a very proficient hacker, or as he's referred to in Star Wars, a slicer. Um, we also have Sev, who has red decals, uh, and he is a sniper and medic. And then we also have Scorch, who is uh, the explosives expert. He's the one with gray and yellow decals on his armor, and we see... Uh, Scorch in this episode, but I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. So Delta Squad was the center of Republic Commando, but um, they were also seen and canonized in Clone Wars as they were returning the bodies of Jedi Master Halsey uh, and his Padawan Nox um, to Coruscant after the massacre on, on Devron by Savage Press in the Clone Wars Season 3, Episode 14, Witches of the Mist. So that was the very opening scene. It's rainy on Coruscant, and these four come down in a, a Republic shuttle, and it's a super cool scene. Uh, I wish we'd gotten to see more of them in Clone Wars, but I'm super pumped that we got to see at least one of the members in this show. Um, so, like I said, we got to see Scorch in this episode 
as one of the several clone commandos on the Dara base and seeing him literally made my brother and I like audibly gasp like out loud it was like <gasps> like it was like it was so exciting to see him and I, like it was like I wasn't expecting that at all I figured that we were just going to get clone commandos and that was going to be awesome in and of itself but that was just icing on the cake um, getting to see a Delta Squad member in action in visual media made me so happy and I'm excited to see if we'll maybe get to see the other team members in episodes moving forward. But seeing Scorch operate on a completely different level. He took like four stun blasts and it, like it still like it barely affected him. It was so cool. I'm kind of frazzled even talking about it. I've watched the scenes of him like duck, tuck and rolling over the elevator like m way too many times. He's so, so cool. And I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm like, I'm fanboying, obviously. Um, anyways, moving on. Other things to note. Uh, it's really one big thing, and it's about the Kaminoans. So the Kaminoans are officially getting the short end of the stick when it comes to the Empire. And I'm not sure if Prime Minister Lama Su was killed or detained, but it certainly wasn't anything favorable. He was disposed of or removed from the picture in some shape or form. Um, we got to see clones being evacuated from Kamino. They're abandoning that facility and the cloning process is ending. Um, and I just think that that's super, super cool. And I really don't know what to expect from that. I was expecting the end of this season to kind of take place on Kamino, but maybe not. Maybe it's uh, more isolated and a little more personal, but who knows? Not me. But that's about all I have for my breakdown. Let me move into my review. And I just got to say, as much as last week was stagnant, this week was dynamic. From start to end, I was absolutely hooked. And getting to see Clone Commandos made me so excited. And the Scorch cameo was stupendous and made it even better. Uh, the contrast between the clones and the recruits was drastic. And I enjoyed that. I liked that we got to see that Stormtroopers aren't as competent and aren't as effective in combat as Clone Troopers, which is reflected in the movies as well. Um... This episode embodied what I wanted to see from a show in this time period in Star Wars, which is clones being phased out, stormtroopers on the rise, and imperial power being exerted everywhere, even on kind of uh, isolated worlds like Kamino, um, or like worlds that were uh, significant to the Republic, but obviously are treated very differently under imperial rule. Uh, Gregor was an interesting addition, and the start of this episode set the tone very, very well. Uh, Hunter's sacrifice was so sad, and Omega begging the team to go back for him was heartbreaking. Crosshair's involvement is very exciting as well, and I really can't wait for next week. Also, side note, the animation on this thing, man, it is good. Like, they have little individual fern leaves animated. Like, props to Dave Filoni and the team at... Uh, Lucasfilm Animation, they are killing it. And they've made such big leaps since season one of the Clone Wars, or the Clone Wars movie. It looks so good. So, so good. And I just need to shout them out. Anyways, that's all that I have for I've spoken. Let's move into visions. To continue, we need one singular vision. My vision. So, Clone Commando involvement has been confirmed which is something that I was not expecting at all at this point in the series, but I'm all for it. Even Delta Squad is here, which is even better. Like, I, was, I remember saying, hey, maybe this happens, kind of as a joke almost. Like, I wasn't expecting it at all, but hey, I will take it. 
I think that Crosshair is ultimately going to shake Imperial Control if he hasn't already and help Hunter rather than hurt him. Uh, either that or Hunter is some maybe going to somehow uh, get turned to work for the Empire despite his ship being removed. Maybe they have some workaround for that. Um, I'm hoping that we see Rex and Wolf soon, and I think that Nalase is about to kickstart a clone uprising, maybe not on Kamino, but maybe across the galaxy. And maybe Delta Squad joins up with Hunter and Crosshair, or they go off on their own for their another spinoff. I don't think that's going to happen, because once again, I think that having a Delta Squad show or series uh, after having the Bad Batch is a little too similar, but hey, a guy can hope. I would be super down for that, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Anyways, uh, that's all that I have for today's episode. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to be out of town again when this episode comes out, so it'll probably come out a bit later. Maybe Saturday, but probably on Sunday. Jeb might do it again. He might not. Uh, he's going to be out of town as well. So we'll see. Uh, I might try to get it out on Friday. It depends on how much free time I have. So um, that's all that I have for today's episode. Stay tuned next Wednesday for episode 32. We're over. We're past the 30 episode mark, which I didn't really realize, but it's a cool thing. So thank you to everybody uh, who has listened once or 31 times up till this point. Uh, I appreciate all of y'all. Um, and I can't wait to continue on this journey with you, even if it's just one of you who's listening. So if it is just one of you, love you. Thanks for, thanks for the support. Uh, anyways, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.